Welcome to A Fork in Time, the alternate history podcast. Back to a fork in time, the alternative podcast. Don sitting in the host chair today. Today we're going to be picking up on part two of a series of episodes that we introduced a few episodes back, looking at the historical what ifs around uh, the important year of 1492, and in this case, looking at what would have happened if there had not been the quote-unquote discovery of America by Columbus in 1492. If you listen to our first episode where we sort of introduced the topic, you know that we focused there just on the concepts of might, what might have caused a failure of Columbus's first expedition, and we talked more there in that particular episode and focused more on the impacts on Europe and Africa in looking at that particular path of the alternate history. Today, in just the brief exploration, part two, of probably will be several more parts that will come along, I want to focus us more on what would have happened in the new world. And so when we come back from the break, we're going to pick up here with part two of Nothing New in 1492, and this time we're going to focus on the Americas and what would have happened if there had not been the discovery and the voyage of discovery by Columbus in 1492. Would groceries delivered to you in as fast as one hour save you a trip to the store? Instacart makes that possible. Thanks to personal shoppers in your area who hand-select items based on your preferences from the stores you love. And shopping multiple stores is possible on a single order. Instacart picks the freshest produce and even keeps your eggs safe, all while finding everything you usually buy, providing smart suggestions for new items, and even highlighting deals to help you save money. And now you get free delivery on your first order over $35. Let Instacart know we sent you and help support our show by following the link in the show notes. Instacart. Groceries delivered in as fast as one hour. And coming back in three, two, one. Welcome back to A Fork in Time, the Alternate History Podcast. Again, Don sitting in the host chair today for part two of our discovery of Nothing New 1492. And as we talked about in the part one, focusing more on the European impacts of an alternate timeline with no voyage of discovery, uh, no no first voyage of Columbus in 1492. Today we're going to focus more on what would have happened in the New World in the Americas. And specifically we're going to focus on one of the three major areas I think that would have been impacted over time uh, by the absence of Columbus's discovery, and that would have been in the area that we know of as primarily being Central America or Mexico. So we're going to look at the alternative that primarily centers around the Aztecs, who, as we know, uh, basically about 30 years later, with the arrival of Cortes, end up being conquered uh, by Cortes as the Spanish conquistador, and we have the end of the Aztec Empire as we know it. There are some important what-if things to just remember here that we're looking about here. It's tough to know exactly how long it would have been the case that there would not have been the known, um, again, quote-unquote, discovery of the new world. Uh, 
uh, by uh, if it had not happened under Columbus. A good reason to believe, as we talked about during the first episode, that it could have been just a few years later that Portuguese explorers, maybe as early as the very early part of the 16th century, so around 1500, may have been successful, or it could have been others that would come along. So part of the supposition of this particular alternate timeline is trying to decide how long the Americas would, during at least this phase, continue to remain isolated from the forces of Europe. And also remembering that there's now pretty good historical evidence that there had been interactions uh, by the Norse, uh, the, the, the discovery uh, by Leif Erikson that there had possibly been Chinese encounters on the Pacific coast of the Americas as little as maybe about a hundred years prior to Columbus. And so it's not that there had never been any interaction between Europe or other parts of the world and the Americas, but that they had they had not had the same influence or had not been reported back in quite the same way that that happened under Columbus. And so, again, it's impossible to know exactly what the timeline would be, but we can't assume that the Americas are going to remain isolated forever. So I've arbitrarily decided to look at what would have happened perhaps with another 40 or 50 years worth of isolation. Again, it's very difficult to believe that because of the Portuguese expeditions that had already rounded uh, the southern tip of Africa and were connecting via the sea route, as we talked about in the last episode, connecting the sea route to Asia, it's difficult to believe that there wouldn't have been further exploration either with the Portuguese, as was suggested, blown further west by accident uh, during their voyages along the African coast or continuing on around and then crossing or attempting to cross elements of the Pacific after they had successfully uh, reached those destinations coming around uh, Africa and through the Indian Ocean. So let's assume that we have about a 50-year window. And again, we're going to focus today particularly on the Central American or the Aztec what-if of this particular thrust in history. It's important to understand that there had been other large Central American empires prior to the Aztecs. There had been the Toltecs, there had been the Mayans. And really, the Aztecs were a fairly new and fairly late comer at the time of the late 15th century, during the time of Columbus's voyage. They had expanded uh, quite dramatically in the central part of Mexico and had moved into having some control or some influence over the Yucatan, but they were a relatively small area of control. It's certainly the case that the Mayans had suffered some form of calamity, probably the result of, uh, of a change in climate or some other change that had happened a couple of hundred years before, and they were no longer the empire in ascendancy uh, just because of whatever had happened there, perhaps even outstripping their resources in terms of food and other things uh, that had caused them to not be the thriving empire that they had been perhaps as late as around uh, 800, 900, or certainly the 12 and 1300 AD. So the Aztecs had come down primarily from the north and had settled in the central valley there in Mexico and had a great amount of success actually subjugating nearby tribes and nearby peoples. Uh, what's interesting to note, though, is that while the Aztecs controlled a fairly large scope of territory in what we think of today as modern-day Mexico, it wasn't in the sense of being a conqueror in terms of controlling the land in some of the same ways that we think of what a large empire would do. In many cases, they it was forced to trade, it was forced to tribute, and many times that tribute was in the form of, uh, of prisoners and other uh, persons who would come and be sacrificed as part of... Uh, the, the religious and the cultural traditions of the Aztecs. And so while they had a large sphere of influence, thinking about them in a sort of a classic Western or European sense as a conquering empire is a little bit of a misnomer. And so one of the things looking at is if they would have continued to expand had they been given more time and had not uh, faced 
the defeat that they eventually faced under Cortez. By the way, not just under Cortez, but with Cortez uh, getting alliances with and support from a number of the tribes that the Aztecs had subjugated. It's One of the things you have to determine is whether or not the Aztec mode of culture and life would have changed since that they had a desire to expand. I think there's two paths that you can go down there. One is that it wouldn't have. And so while there would have been continued Aztec influence and there certainly would have been the the essence of them continuing to be the dominant force in certainly in the area that we know as modern day Mexico, perhaps spreading that influence further into Central America and perhaps a little bit further north in what we think of as Mexico day, today or the southern United States today, it's difficult to imagine they would have become a sprawling uh, continental-wide type of empire simply because that had not been their history and did not seem to be the thing that motivated them. So I think one of the potential outcomes of looking at this offshoot of history is that things would have pretty much just continued along the same until they would have been different. You would not have seen a massive, vast expansion of an Aztec empire uh, that would have held much quite frankly, very much more than what they already did, or they just would have consolidated what they would have had and would have had more control and over subsequent generations, the peoples that they had subjugated, the other tribes that they have subjugated would have just become more interwoven into their society in such a way that there was not as much need to maintain control over them. And so if you allow 50, 75 years to pass, it's possible that if you, if they will have would have pacified or would have had more control as a result of those generations passing by. They may could have turned more towards an outward expansion, but it's doubtful. So in order to see something other than outcome, that outcome, what you would sort of have to imagine is there would have had to have arisen someone inside of Aztec culture or as an Aztec ruler that would have been more inclined for some reason to move outside of the territory of control that they had and the relationships that they had with those that they had conquered or at least had subjugated. So you're almost looking for the Aztec equivalent of someone like an Alexander the Great who was actually looking uh, to expand the size of the empire in a tremendous way. The first logical direction that is more likely to happen is actually more north than it is to the south of the southeast. And part of that is just the topography and the geography of the territory. Uh, once the uh, Mayan influence had, had waned and the, the areas there in the Yucatan and further down into Central America had returned more to a jungle environment uh, as opposed to what is most historians believe today a pretty stripped environment. In fact, today when we see Mayan ruins rising out of the jungle, we assume that this is always the way that it was uh, during the period of times that the, the Mayan Empire was at its apex. It probably was not uh, because of the amount of, of trees and other resources that just would have been consumed by the populations that would have existed. It means that it probably wouldn't look like that jungle today uh, with these pyramids rising out of the jungle. It probably would have looked much more deforested and looked much uh, again, much different than it does today. But by the time the Aztecs were looking to expand, certainly that would have come back and they would have just had to face the challenges of expanding through dense jungle, uh, finding resources and the things that were there at the same time overcoming the peoples, uh, the indigenous peoples that were still there, the descendants of the Mayans. So I think it's far less likely that we would have seen an Aztec expansion that would have been further down uh, the 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 the, the strip of land that connects North and South America, Central America. And certainly by the time you reach the most southern extremes of Central America, as you're moving into the area that we think of as being modern-day Panama uh, and moving in towards uh, the, the northern portion of South America, uh, Colombia, even as late as the 18th 
19th century with all of the advantages of technology that have been brought by Europeans uh, working through and, and continuing to expand those areas was already difficult. Travel was difficult in those areas because of the, the, the density of the jungle, the rivers, the other, uh, the, just the topography that challenged what was there. So it certainly would have been a challenge for the Aztecs as well. So it's far more likely to believe that they would have expanded more to the north or to the northwest simply because topography and geography would have been something that would have benefited that particular type of expansion. The other reason for doing that would have been uh, they, they had come from that direction. Uh, they, their native homes, uh, where they held in their mythology that they had descended from was more back in that direction. So it's easier to imagine, uh, again, I'm going to sort of call this the Aztec Alexander arising that wanted to move back in that direction, perhaps seek out their origins, and then expand towards the territories that were primarily controlled by uh, the Plains Indians and the Native Americans uh, that were less, um, that were less centralized in, uh, in cities and villages, but were more uh, more accustomed to to living off the plains or the Pueblo culture, of course, that we see evidence of uh, all throughout uh, the the west the western parts, uh, moving into the Rockies, for example, modern day New Mexico and Arizona and Colorado and Utah. And so, if we imagine a scenario there where the Aztecs expanded in that direction, it's easy to imagine they would have had a much larger territory that would have fallen under their control. But how much of that would have been populated or controlled by population is a little bit difficult. Certainly the further north that you move, you move more into sparse desert type terrains, moving into the mountains there that don't have the benefit of being further south in terms of latitude and all the benefits that come from that in terms of weather and temperature, those types of things. While you may have seen a much larger territory controlled by the Aztecs, it may not have been a substantial population that was controlled. So larger on a map, but not necessarily larger in terms of population. If they had expanded far enough to the north, perhaps they then would have been inclined to move more towards the central, what we think of as the United States today, and into the, the central and central southeastern parts of the North American continent. So modern day Texas, Louisiana, and across there where they would have found the types of areas that might have been more conducive to their expansion. Um, the cultures that were there were the remainders of the various mound building cultures. And so, uh, at least from what we can tell from history, probably not as aggressive in terms of expansion, uh, being as militaristic or some of the other things that were there. And so you might have had this interesting clash between the Aztecs and the mound builder culture in such a way that they would have subjugated those peoples in much the same way that they had subjugated other people groups throughout central Mexico. And so it is possible to imagine if there had been a tremendous expansion uh, because of a, a very notable wanting to extend, expand Aztec leader, they might have expanded quite readily and quite rapidly directly north and then essentially northeast uh, into the areas that we think of as being the southern part of the modern United States. Under that scenario, uh, you could imagine an Aztec empire that would have grown much larger and certainly would have taken advantage of the resources that exist there in terms of uh, cultivatable farmland, in terms of forests, in terms of, of, of being watered territories, all the benefits uh, that existed that made some of those areas continue to thrive over history moving forward. So again, looking down this particular branch of uh, if something different had happened in 1492, focusing exclusively on the the southern part of North America and Central America. If you look at a 50 to 75 year time span, I think it's very unlikely that things would have been much different uh, for the Europeans coming, let's say, in the middle of the 16th century and encountering what the Aztec Empire or the Aztecs had become. 
if there had been a unique individual or a a tremendous change in leadership style. I think it's possible to imagine a much larger territory, which means it would have been more difficult uh, to conquer them as easily. Not that it was easy at all for Cortez, but as easily as Cortez did. But still, I think it's very likely, certainly given the differences in techn- technological levels uh, that existed and would have continued to exist even only 50 or 75 years later, it's very difficult to imagine a different outcome for the Aztecs, perhaps in a different place, certainly with different individuals with different personalities involved and maybe a different European power uh, but the same problems European diseases and their impact on um, on the Aztecs and other uh, indigenous cultures to North America and to the Americas in general and obviously the differentials in terms of technology uh, very substantial we're literally talking here certainly probably about a millennia to two millennia really in terms of the difference of certain elements of technology particularly when it came to military capabilities uh, there's no doubt that the North American Central American and South American cultures were very skilled in the area of building and mathematics and a number of other areas but in terms of actual things that had led to things like gunpowder uh, a maritime technology those types of things they 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 were far behind uh, even the least advanced of uh, those those nation states that would have been coming from Europe and would have been encountering them. So whether it was the Portuguese, maybe a later a later sense of the Spanish, the English, the French, uh, whoever it might have been, uh, there still would have been a tremendous difference between their level of technology and what they would have been able to do. So again, in, the, in this particular part of exploring this what if, I think we can say that while things might have been different, in the end they very likely would have been the same. Uh, in, in, my, in my opinion and my expression here, it probably would have taken several hundred years and a fairly substantial change in culture and obviously a change in technology somehow to have enabled the Aztecs to have much of a success in terms of being able to fend off any Europeans that would have been coming, whether they came 50 years after Columbus or 150 years after Columbus. Uh, Of course, one thing that is an interesting wild card to think about is if there had not been uh, the very large loss of life as a result of the introduction of European diseases, how things might have been with just a different numerical difference between the Europeans that were coming and the indigenous peoples that were here. Uh, Because certainly, as most historians now believe, there had been a tremendous uh, loss perhaps even before the traditional uh, coming of the Spanish conquistadors, for example, there into Mexico, uh, because of the exposures and the contacts that had taken place in terms of the loss of life uh, by the indigenous people who did not have the immunities to the diseases that were brought from Europe. So I think uh, sort of in conclusion here for this episode, we'll come back and look at, I think things might be a little bit different in South America and other parts of the Americas, but we're talking specifically about the Aztecs. This is one of those detours of history uh, where the road takes a a little turn, but it actually comes back and there's probably little major change that would have happened. So again, thank you for joining A Fork in Time today. Hope you enjoyed today's episode and that you'll come back and join us next time. Uh, we'll continue to pick up this topic intermittently over the next uh, probably couple of months as a filler between episodes, but we have some other things in the works, and I know next week's episode will not be part three of this, so we invite you to come back then. Once again, we thank you for listening today. We appreciate your patronage of the podcast. If you want to learn more about the podcast, visit us at www.aforkintimepodcast.com. There you can find our back episodes, our back catalog, ways that you can support the show, particularly if you enjoy the show and want to support the show financially. You'll find our links there uh, to become a patron of the show through Patreon. But most importantly, we thank you that you give us some of your time and some of your attention, and that's what we value the most. So this is Don signing off for A Fork in Time. Hope to talk to you next time. Thanks.
Thanks for listening to A Fork in Time, the alternate history podcast. Learn more about the podcast at www.aforkintimepodcast.com. Join us next time.